Hi there. This is Renee Fournier. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to listen to my podcast. It is my prayer that it would be a blessing to you and that you would simply get to know this wonderful, absolutely amazing creation that you are, designed beautifully by the Master, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit Himself. Flaws? Well, yes. Brokenness? Of course. But know this, the more you and I embrace the cross Jesus, the more our broken pieces are transformed into something ultimately beautiful. Now let's tune in to see what the Lord has to say to us today. Okay, I want to talk about faith, what faith is and what it isn't. In Hebrews 11, uh, verse 1, from the Amplified Version, it says this, Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, and the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So faith is not feeling, a feeling. And I praise God for this because sometimes I'm really not feeling it. I do too much processing in my mind that I'm not even sure that I'm even practicing faith. But I praise God that he's uh, revealed to me that faith is not a feeling. I don't have to feel it. Faith acts like in every arena that whatever it is that I am hoping or praying for depends on God. It acts like, it talks like it depends on God. It walks like it depends on God. It is maintaining an attitude in my persona like it truly depends on God. So faith says this, I refuse to attribute the bad things that happen in life to my God because my God loves me. In Ephesians 6, verse 16, we're told to take up the shield of faith so that we can extinguish the arrows of the enemy. But sometimes we'll lay our shield of faith down and the enemy's arrows literally will pierce through our very core. And when this happens, we begin to believe the lies such as, you're in this this storm because God does not love you. Or God does not see you. Or God is angry with you. We blame God when life goes wrong. But unwavering faith always remembers that no matter what comes, my God loves me and he is with me through it all. Faith says that once you have casted the problem, the issue, the trial off of you and onto God, You leave things alone. You stop trying to intervene and help God out. You stop wasting valuable moments trying to assist God when that time could very well be spent in prayer on something or someone else. You literally return to your rest. You command your soul to be at rest once more for faith says this to the soul. You know the Lord has been good to you in times past. So then 
Be at rest once more. Stop worrying. Stop trying to assist. Cease all activity and return to a posture of praise. Cease all thinking of the what ifs and return to a posture of bless the Lord, O my soul. Stop trying and remember to DTJT Jesus. Don't trip, just trust Jesus. So while discussing uh, with a relative of mine this thing on God doing a particular thing for one individual and not doing it for the other, the question was, well, why does he do it for this person? And then this other person over here, he didn't do it for them. Well, I began to dialogue with the Lord about this so that I could gain more clarity more of a in-depth understanding of what faith really is. How do you live out faith? And so I ended up concluding some facts about faith as the Spirit of God revealed them to me. Let me share them with you. Faith is obedience to do all of what God has said to you to do on any given day, at any given moment in time. Obedience is what faith is. Obedience to the Spirit of God. If you're praying and asking God for a particular thing, yes, you need to believe that God will provide what you're asking for. That's one component of faith to get the thing that you believe is in God's will to do. But the other component of it is obedience to the Spirit of God on any instruction that he may give you regarding anything related to it or unrelated to it. Faith in its simplest form is this, believing that God exists and believing that he is able to do everything that he said, everything that he promised you. Believing also that God will do it and then going ahead and backing that belief up with these actions by living in a manner that does this is also a component of faith. Let me say that again. Believing that God will do what you asked him to do, but also backing that belief up with your actions by living in a manner that does these things. You're living in a manner that preserves righteousness. Let me elaborate. We're made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ, but God has called each of us to preserve the righteousness that has flooded over us. We must live holy lives. We must be set apart, not causing anyone that is looking at our lives to stumble in coming to know Christ or in growing in Christ. When we say things such as, well, this little sin is not going to hurt anyone. We are allowing a bit of dirt to fill, if you will, imagine this a clean glass of water. You've been made clean, but now you are agreeing when you say this little sin is not going to hurt anyone. You're agreeing to have a little bit of dirt enter your glass because it's just a little drop, right? Well, tell me this, who would drink water that contains a little drop of dirt? or better yet, a little speck of COVID-19. So yeah, 
You want to keep the dirt out of your glass. Keep COVID-19 out of what I call your drinking glass, your vessel, your temple. Think of it this way and ask yourself this question. Can others come and sit with you and drink from your cup? Can you ensure them that it contains no contaminants of this deadly disease? And the deadly disease is man's sin. Can you ensure them that what flows from your spring is fresh water? Are you living a life that is set apart? Or are you blending in with the rest of the world? Will others desire Jesus because of hanging out with you? Will others leave your presence having been refreshed? Or will they feel disgusted, depressed, stressed from even being around you? Sitting at your table, drinking from your cup, how will they feel? How will they leave? Is this perfection, you might say? The answer is no. For the Lord knows we are dust and that we fail. But he says to us that when we fail and we mess up, to come, run quickly to him so that we can be made clean. Be a woman, be a man after God, God's own heart by being like David, by doing everything God tells you to do. Yes, David sinned. But David, when the sin was pointed out to him, he quickly repented. So then you want to quickly run to Jesus. Run to him at the first unction of failing him. Better yet, I suggest go ahead and run to Jesus daily so that he can do his cleansing of your soul on a daily basis. That is faith obedience. The other thing that we want to do is having a lifestyle that praises and exalts Jesus while you wait for him to move and do what you're asking for him to do. Sometimes, you know, guys, we'll want things so much that we get so focused in on that thing that we desire, on that thing that we're praying for, and our focus on Jesus, it begins to diminish. Well, faith says that I can live a life that is in total admiration of the wonder of Jesus, the glory of his goodness, in spite of waiting for that blessing to be manifested in my life. So I avoid losing sight of God's goodness due to my own fleshly desire to have this thing. I praise and I say, God is good, period. I avoid entering his gates with my request of, Jesus, please do this for me this day. Or Jesus, please hear my cry. I simply enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise. And I say, holy are you, Lord God Almighty. I say, Lord, I thank you for what it is right now because the truth is this it surely is what it is you know how we say that it is what it is and truly it is what it is and what it is is this god is good even though i don't have it yet or even though god might be saying wait 
or even though God is saying no. God is always good. God is always in absolute control. God sees you. God is always looking out for your best interests. And he sees the future before your past even began. He is the wise one, not you, not me. Now, here are a few scriptures that I want you to meditate on as you wait on God to move in your circumstances. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. James 3, 11, 12. 11, verse 11 and verse 12. So first Peter chapter one, verse 13 through 16 says this, therefore with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed as at his coming as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do for it is written, be holy because I am holy. Yes, we need to preserve righteousness. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him, for he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. No, he's not looking for perfection. That's Psalms 103, 13 through 14. Come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. Isaiah 1 verse 18. Go before the Lord daily. Run to Jesus daily. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David. A man about whom God said, God says this, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And we all know that David didn't do everything uh, to perfection. David made many mistakes. But when the mistake was pointed out, guess what? David ran to Jesus, ran to God. Okay. And so we are to run to Jesus in that same way. That's Acts 13. Verse 22, Romans 8, 26 through 28. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groans that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. And that's wonderful. But the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Deuteronomy 31, 8 says this, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Matthew 5, 4 says, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And I know you're saying, how does all this relate to faith? It all relates to faith in that the word of God is something 
that you have to hold on to and cling to when you don't see it. You have to know that God says that he will be with you and faith is acting like God is with me. Faith is believing God's word and believing his promises. So Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty 30 says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And then Exodus 14, 14. Here's a promise you need to believe. Believing every promise of God, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I say to you, maintain a firm grip on your shield of faith so that you are constantly extinguishing the flaming arrows the enemy is shooting your way. Faith, what is it? Faith is trusting God without personal cost or benefit. Faith is truly believing that God is. God is, I am, the great I am. Faith says this, I believe and fully rely upon my God to do what is best for me. Faith says my God can and my God will. And even if he doesn't, he is still yet a good God. Daniel 3 verses 17 through 18, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They are threatened to be thrown into a fiery furnace if they don't bow down and worship the idol. Yet these three express to the king this, our God is able to save, our God will save, and even if he doesn't, he is good. He is the only one that's worthy of our praise and worship. So faith says, even if I don't get the outcome I've prayed for, And I know there have been some days where I've lost some loved ones and I wanted them to remain on this side. I didn't get the outcome that I wanted. But guess what? Faith says this. Even though I don't get the outcome that I prayed for, my trust in God says that God will use whatever the outcome is. He will use it for my good, refining me more into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Yes, God will take the ashes and produce diamonds out of it. Faith is worshiping and praising in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the chaos, in the midst of waiting on God. Never, ever lose your praise of who God is. Never, ever lose your praise for your God is truly able to do far beyond what your eyes can can see what your mind can conceive. Thank you for tuning in today. And until next time, I say to you, dear friend, rejoice, for you have this anchor for your soul. This, what is this? This anchor is Jesus Christ. Thank you.